Welcome back to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxly. Taxly offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxly show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxly.com to learn more. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary Hall of Fame coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I'm Neil Meyer with the Front Office News. I'm J.T. Smith, Editor-in-Chief of the Front Office News. All right, fellas. Now, this is going to be a little bit longer podcast than normal because we've got a lot to talk about. And we have to start with the recap. God, I hate to say this. The recap of the NKU loss. And then we're going to preview the Maui Invitational. So let's first start with the NKU game. The Bearcats lose the Norse 51-64 to 64 in front of a crowd of about, about 8,600, something like that. Great crowd. I'm not sure the last time NKU had a crowd like that. Um, I, I don't attend every NKU game, but uh, that might be one of the biggest regular season wins that they've had um, at their arena. So uh, congrats to NKU. But, JT, I want to start with you. Question. This loss to NKU, were the Bearcats looking ahead to the trip to Maui, not taking NKU seriously? Okay. Or was there also some possible fatigue playing in? I talked about fatigue before. They played four games in ten days. Or are you not buying any of that? We just didn't play um, well. I'm not buying it. So I'll say, <laughs> like, I wanted to go that angle, like, just because mentally it made me feel better. But, like, man, you can't – you score 40 points in the first half, even though the first half was shaky against NKU, and you only score 11 points. Now I can see if it was just this back-and-forth game that was 75-77 and they lost – all right, maybe they were looking ahead. But the just score 11, 11 points in the second half, bro. Like That's high, that's high school level. That's not even uh, – that's like elementary. Like I just watched my three-year-old, you know, play, and they scored. It was – the final score was 16-15. That was on those kind of vibes. You know what I'm saying? Third grade. So – and I love my Bearcats. So that's what's hurting me to say this, but – you know, you know, NKU had everything to gain from this win, right? They want to show they belong. The Bearcats can't pack it up. They have to gut that out. But, um, and I want to just be like, man, they're looking to Maui because who doesn't want to go to Maui when Cincinnati is, what, is it 35 degrees right now, if that? Cold. And it's out cold, cold. and they go to Maui. So, um, I can respect them wanting to get out, but you can't, because these guys play hoops together in the summer. It's not like, they don't see these guys. It's, it's too close. Like it's, maybe they don't play as much as they play against the ex kids and stuff like that. But you know these guys want to want to prove they belong, man. And, and you can't. You just can't. You just can't. And um, and the thing that hurts this this game would hurt so bad. I guess that you lost to NKU, and then you're like, you thought they had climbed to a certain level, and then it feels like you. you you kind of have to pull them back down. You kind of have to pump your brakes on the team as of now because of the, that loss. But hopefully they can get over it. And I just think um, as a fan base, everybody's panicking. But 
Yeah, you're gonna lose games. It's just that game. I don't, I don't think the Bearcats understood how bad NKU wanted the game, and that's what ended up biting them in the backside at the end of the day. Because you score 11 points, you, it, I don't know, you hit made. They had more blocks in the second half, and the Bearcats had field goals made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, Sam Vincent, he he played a played a very good game for for NKU, playing injured. Yeah, at that with Hurt. his uh, bad ankle. Um, Sam, you know, grew up playing in my basketball program, so I know he can play. You know, after the game, I spoke with him a little bit, and and I was asking him, you know, his approach going into the game and NKU's mindset, and he said something that I thought was very interesting. And he didn't even blink blink an eye, didn't put his head down. He said, "We expected to win this game." That's he said, how going they into this, we expected to win this game. And, and and if you know Sam, he doesn't talk like that. Like for yeah. him to say that, he really meant that. Yeah. That they they found something within the scouting report or, or whatever it, you know, was. They were very confident coming into this game. Now, JT, at, at one point, um, I know for me, I think we went up at half. And going into halftime, I said to the uh, my friend Brandon Robinson, assistant coach at North College Hill that was with me, um, we were talking. I said, okay, we're settled in. We're, we're going to pull away second half. Did you feel that way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because they were playing rough all half, and then they kind of got together. It's like, okay, it's, 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 it's going to happen. It'll be fine. You know what I mean? And then you look yeah. up and you're like, hold up. They only got how many points? Like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? And it wasn't like they didn't – like, NKU didn't just, like, just die. I mean, far as, like, just run away. I mean, NKU only scored, what, 25 points in the second half? Right? The Bearcats mm-hmm. scored 11. NKU scored 25 points. 25 points ain't a lot. But if you score right. 11, that seems like a million. You know what I mean? So it was just like, yeah. that's the – that's what kills, man. You you shoot you shoot as as Neil's pointing out, shoot four twenty nine in the second half, and I think they have to figure out the zone because if I'm a team, I don't think I'm playing any man against them at all. Unless I just have superior athletes, like yeah, if it's question yeah. if we're questionable, like if it's like, all right, we're about to even. I think I might just roll the zone out all all game. I mean, that's what NKU did. And see what that what that did to him. Well, you know, JT, I, I think the tough part is so you know I want to I want to think that the Bearcats coaches their mindset is okay. We're getting ready to play a team that plays this zone. We're not going to see this zone very much, you yeah. know, the rest of the year. So it's like we're going to prepare, but not kill ourselves over this yeah. zone that we're not going to see. Um, and, yeah. you know, you wonder, okay, they struggled with it. Will other teams implement it? That's... Well, but the problem is, you know, do, will they do that? Some teams might, but I think you made a, a better point in some of these teams have superior athletes. They have good players yeah. and they have great man-to-man principles. Mm-hmm. And they're going to yeah. they're gonna say, we're going to stick with what we know and what, what we know how to do. Yeah. And I think, obviously, that's going to favor UC. But there will be some teams that throw that, yeah. throw some junk zones at yeah. UC. And they better figure it out because the tape's out. Yeah, that's the right. thing. Like the end, because the junk zone, they're gonna throw it out. But most teams are gonna just play man, or they're gonna do whatever they do. But it is gonna right. be a team where like UC comes out hot, 
And then they just change it up and they play this three, two zone out of nowhere. And you're like, what the heck? You know what I mean? Like everybody's like, hold up. I have been watching tape and they haven't played a lick of zone and then see how they figure it out. Um, so we'll see, man. I mean, cause the thing is people were getting injured the game before, like, I didn't expect Dan Skillens to play. I didn't expect, I didn't honestly personally didn't expect, uh, what's my guy that I've been hyping up on Twitter? Eric Hensley. Yeah, Hensley. I didn't expect Hensley to play either. Um, just, just what I thought, but, um, so the, both of those guys played. um, they, they're getting a lot of rest and then they're about to bang out and, you know, at Maui. So hopefully it was just a big hiccup that just everybody is like crying about and, you know, it just shows the team has a little bit more time to get to where they need to get, but West got them in the right direction overall. So, um, yeah, it is what it is, man. It definitely was Armageddon on Twitter, like, when it happened, while it was happening in a day, at least a day, 24 hours, for sure. It was pretty tough. Yeah, well, thankfully, the uh, internet wasn't very good at NKU, so I didn't get a chance to read anything in tw- on Twitter. I heard, I heard the it was game. terrible. Yeah, it was, the internet it was, crashed it was bad. on Everything on campus crashed. Her job was like, her job was like on like uh, cans and like strings in there. Oh man, it was it was back to the to the old days where you just had to sit and have a conversation with the person next to you the whole time. Her job was on AOL. It was like ten minutes before tip off. Everyone's internet just crashed, and we all were looking at the stats, and we're like, "Oh no, the internet went down." Instead, it had Terry and I on a cell phone. Terry yeah. and Dan yeah. was on a cell phone. That's crazy. But uh yeah, man. But Neil probably don't yeah. even know about AOL. Um, just meet. a little bit. Just a little bit. Hey, he does. Yeah, you know, buddy. You had to sign in. You yeah, had to no. sign in. Pay. I had to pay that. for that. It was crazy. It was tight though, man. It was the best thing. <laughs> it was. Hey, hey, AOL Messenger, man. Yep. That's where it was at, man. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, I might start getting off the rails on that. Remember my homies, so you would make these fake names and you warn people and get them blocked off of AOL for like a day or two. Oh, man, that was like the, the craziest thing. Uh, hey, if, if, twi- <laughs> if Twitter sh- if Twitter shuts down, we're, we're starting AOL Messenger back up. Bet. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, That'd Neil, be the most lit thing. Neil, you, yeah, Neil, you've been covering uh, NKU. You, you've, obviously, you were at a game. Did you see this coming at all? No, because the day I covered them was Saturday versus UC Claremont, and that was the game right – it was about three days after Sam originally rolled that ankle. So Sam did not play versus UC Claremont. So when I was watching them, obviously they were guard-heavy, which is what to expect between guys like Marquez, Warwick, Trayvon Faulkner. But when Sam wasn't out of there, they went more inside to uh, Chris Brandon. And obviously Chris Brandon had a good night versus us, but – when Sam is healthy, that NKU team is a whole different ball club than the one I saw in the game versus UC Claremont. And Sam, what he does to that, brings to that table for that NKU team, he's one of those guys who can do it all. He's going to lay his heart out on line. We saw him just literally just snatching steals left and right on shots. He would just run down, mm-hmm. rip it right away, and take it away. And then he came out 15 points on literally an ankle that Coach Horn. Uh, Coach Horn said after the game he hadn't practiced in almost nine days. So he was out there for a shoot-around for five minutes, ten minutes maybe, and then did a uh, quick little rehab and then walked in at one o'clock on game day and said, yeah, I'm not missing this one. <laughs> I mean, it just shows the heart the kid has. So, But, yeah, that team was – I saw a whole different NKU team on Thursday night versus the Bearcats than what I saw 
on Saturday versus UC Claremont when they won by 40. And what, what Bearcat fans have to know, too, is uh, Coach Horn is an incredible coach. He's a really good coach. And if you look at where he's come from in the past, I mean, he's coached high-level players, you know, at Texas. Um, he, he's been around. He's he's definitely a student of the game. And to, to think coming into that game, you know, NKU was going to be so prepared. They were going to have UC scouted down to the Julius' step back, like where his step back occurs, when it started. They, he was going to have every single piece scouted with that, where UC doesn't rebound well, where we can take advantage of rebounding, which I know was a focus um, of NKU was to definitely, you know, crash the, crash the boards and, um, they did a fantastic job. What can you do? But the, the thing that was disappointing for me, and Neil and JT, I want to get your thoughts on this. You know, we didn't have one guy in double figures for scoring. And in a game like that, when things get tough, and I know when I played, you know, when things started get getting tough, there was no question Kenyon Martin would go, okay, everybody move over. I'm taking over. And I was disappointed that no one stepped up and said, you know what? I'm taking over. We're going to win this basketball game. Not one single guy in double figures. Yeah. Like before I like got sidetracked, that's where I was going with my point earlier. Nobody had double digits, man, against NKU. There's no disrespect to NKU, but like, like I expect, I expect, I expect the Julius to get at least 15 on a bad night. Especially against NKU. That's no disrespect to NKU. Great, great program, great culture. I expect Nolly to get 15 at least on that kind of night. I feel like JD should at least have 12. You know what I mean? And even Vic. Like, I think Vic is at least – I think he he's good enough where you should expect him to get 10 points. I mean, he had nine, but nine ain't enough when you're scoring when – y'all score 51. Like, that's crazy. I just didn't expect that from this team – against NKU, like maybe another team, maybe if this was Houston, I might be like, okay, all right, we got to go back to the drawing board. But I, I don't expect 11 point half and nobody, nobody to have double digits against NKU. I just don't like, I don't. Yeah. I'm the well, same think- way. So I, I'm looking at the stats now and I think our best offensive statistic wise, shooting wise, was the five minutes Josh Reed gave in the first half where he went two for two with five quick points, but then right behind him is Kalu with three for five, and he started that seven-point run there to end the first half to put us up. So outside of that, you're looking down, you see Julius shot four for 13, Big Vic was four for eight, Landers was three for 11, and then look over to the free throw line and you shoot five or 13 from, from the line and then six from 21 from deep, and you're shooting roughly 32% from the field versus an NKU team that you probably should have spaced the floor out and probably could have got those shots and opened up for the guys on the edge like JD and uh, Landers. I think it could have could have went a little differently. And, and, and as I said last podcast, I was really hoping that Kalu and Micah Adams-Woods would step up this game and have a good game. And I thought Kalu was getting ready to take off this game. I mean, you think about his size. I think he has the ability to score – down low this would have been the perfect game for Kalu and Mike Adams was to kind of take off when everyone else was struggling yeah. and it just it just didn't happen to the level that uh that I thought and that I hoped for but I think as a coach and a coaching staff what you have to talk to your players about is hey 
you know, we've got to learn from this. If, yeah. if we repeat this, this is going to be a really, really rough season. Yeah. Um, because we turn around and play, you know, the number 14 team in the country yeah. on Monday evening. So we've got to get back and we've got to get ready. Yep. You're listening you're listening to the Bearcat Tip Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Now tonight, the Bearcats, as I mentioned before, take on the number 14 team in the country, the Arizona Wildcats. And it's coming on 11:30 p.m. in Maui. Hopefully you guys are going to be awake for that. I know a lot of Bearcat fans. Last time we played a game like that that was really late in the evening. If you remember uh, the Great Alaska Shootout, we played uh, Duke that went really late in the evening. So let's hope we have a repeat performance of the Bearcats knocking off a top-ranked team. Uh, we want to remind all the Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Go there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. And I'm sure uh, Meals will be showing the games um, um, all the Bearcat games down in Maui. So I think there's, they played three games, which we'll discuss a little bit later, no matter what, win or lose. So stop down in Mio's and uh, enjoy the game um, at Mio's. So let's jump into the Big O segment. Um, the Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. And in this segment, we cover players to watch in key matchups. Now the Bearcats need to bounce back tonight versus Arizona. And this could be a huge win to build this team's confidence. Now, JT, yeah. From the Bearcat standpoint, who needs to stay up, stay, who needs to, excuse me, who needs to step up and play well and why this game? Man, it's almost everybody. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but then that's too, that's too generic of an answer. But I'm looking at Nolly, man. I'm looking at him to stamp. He's going to be playing against other pro type players. I feel like he should be like he. Should take that NKU game, throw it over his shoulder, and say, "Yeah, this is why people are happy I'm here," and put his stamp on the game. Like he needs to put his stamp on Maui, no matter what. Uh, I'm looking at the Julius as well, but Nolly is the one that I feel can get his shot against anybody just because of his size, and I think that's going to help the Julius as well and the others. But I think Nolly has to have that game where he has an easy twenty, and he's just affecting the game. Even if it's 18, but he shoots the ball well and he's just affecting the game like no other. And when they need a bucket, he's getting a bucket or creating a bucket for somebody else. Yeah, and I agree with you because Landers needs to step up and be that guy, that big games. He's a big, he's a big bucket. Yeah, we, we he's a bucket. That. He's a bucket. He, he's, he's what Bearcats haven't had in a while. So, like, he has to embrace it and go ahead and cement himself in Bearcat you know, in the black and red, like, you know, uh, a good Maui will be like, okay, Nolly is one of those guys where when he comes back, that, that roar is going to happen. And if he does that, it's going to do that for him. You know what I mean? Because he has the talent. We see it. And now he just got to do it. Like he just has to do it. He's had some good games with us, but this is the one, like this are, this is the couple games where if he comes out averages 21, five and five, People are going to be like, yeah, yeah, he's that guy, which we know, but he just got to he got to do it. And he's going to be playing against a lot of top teams. So it, what, what better stage than now? So, yeah. And there'll be a lot of people, like you said, I think big time players, guys like Landers, guys like Juice, um, guys like Vic, too. 
Yeah. When you're put in a situation where you're playing a big time team, you've got scouts watching, your adrenaline gets flowing. You just, you know, you kind of step it up and you play on another level. Yeah. yeah. And let's uh, let's hope that's the case uh, tonight. Now, Neil. What do we need to uh, watch from Arizona? Um, you know, they have some big-time players, too. I mean, they've got some really big-time players. So, who do we need to watch from them? Yeah, so Arizona is a – they're a more tall, lengthy team, but they also have very stellar guard play. It's something I have tend to notice when I, like, went back, looked at the stats and watched a little bit of their uh, previous games. But something that stood out to me is obviously their bigs. You look down at the stat sheet – Azules Tubelas averages 20 points a game through the team's first three games. He's a six foot 11 junior, uh, junior forward. So on the season, he's shooting roughly 78% from the field. He's averaging almost eight rebounds a game as well. And that's only averaging 25 minutes a game. But Arizona's rotation, it looks like they rock with the same five guys for 30 minutes of a game. And then they bring in the rest of the guys and shuffle them in. But they got the size. They love to pound the ball inside. They have a center who's six or actually seven foot, averaging 17 and nine a game, almost double-double. So the size is going to be something to look for. But you also got stellar guard play that are – both of their guards are averaging 16 points a game as well. So you look at Carrick Trissa and Pele Larson as well as Omar Bello. Look down. Those are four guys you got to watch right there. Neil, now were you practicing their names before we – we started the podcast. You did a great job pronouncing those. I actually looked down last minute, and while you were talking about last one, I was trying to <laughs> trying to pronounce them right. Well, you did okay. a great job because I, I would have butchered those all up. I definitely would have butchered them. I just would have called. I would have been town like Charles Barkley. <laughs> hey, Barkley, does, Barkley doesn't care. He'd be he killing people's stuff. He'd be like, oh. he just messed people up. I think Nurkic, she be messing up everybody's name, man. He's hilarious. hilarious. That's what makes Barkley Barkley, man. For sure. The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. Uh, now, Neil, let me stay with you real quick. Uh, what are we going to see from Arizona tonight in terms of, you know, defense? Uh, so, traditionally, what I've picked up on is I didn't get to watch go too in-depth of them, but they love to play man-to-man. Obviously, their guards are very phenomenal defenders, and they – Really like to play that uh, get out in space, kind of man-to-man, lock you up, get in your face kind of defense. But overall, I would not be surprised if they throw a zone out there. Watching how NKU the other night, I would not be surprised to see them throw a zone out there. Obviously, if you look down, five of these teams in this Maui tournament are within the top 25. And Arizona's the highest ranked, and then you go – or Arizona's actually the third highest ranked. Arkansas is nine, Creighton's ten, so – you look down, we'll probably see a zone in this tournament at one point, but I expect them to play a lot of man-to-man, get-in-your-face kind of defense. JT, how should the Bearcats, uh, Bearcats attack that? If they're man-to-man, they should be able to do a lot of drive and kick um, and then just make sure you're getting in the right part of, of, the, of the, you know, probing the defense, making those big guys commit and, you know, either getting a dump off or kicking it out for the easy three. Um Especially if they're not going to play zone, I think, you know, the Bearcats normally do a good job of getting good shots for the most part. And, I mean, even the last two years, I think they have. Um, so, I think just, you know, I think Julia should be able to thrive in man-to-man um, just because that's just a, a kind of guy he is. And then I think Nolly, like I said, you know, I think this would be a time for him to be able to 
put his stamp on, on the program, I think, especially in Maui, man. There's just so many top teams. And then, of course, you know, Arizona, man. What 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 way to avenge a lost a heartbreaking loss? Yes, uh, yes. KU, right? To beat number fourteen Arizona, and then nobody's expecting them to compete right now, right? You just lost by double digits to uh, a make. I guess I guess they're rivals, right? Like you know what I'm saying? Like to NKU's heart, they are the Bearcats. We're like, who's NKU, right? At the same time, that you lost, so now there's more teeth. Nobody's expecting them to do anything right now. You go and beat Ar- you go and beat Arizona. Come on now. What a what a bounce back way. What I mean, that's like that's that's more American than pie. So so Neil, um offensively, what is what does Arizona do? Because you know, as you talked about, they rock with five guys um pretty much. Um are they pushing the basketball a lot or are they kind of slowing it down, getting in more half court stuff? Have you had a chance to look at that? Yeah, they're pushing the tempo. They're averaging 105 points per game. They scored 100 points in the last in two of their three games. They're pushing the ball. They're shooting nearly 60% from – I think it's 63% from the uh, field, uh, 47% from deep. So they're spacing the floor, but they're also getting downhill and getting to the basket. Yeah, they, uh, they got four people averaging double digits. You got two guys less than a point and a half at the averaging double, and they're coming off the pine, it seems. Um, they're yeah, averaging yeah. nearly 50 boards a game, too. Yeah, yeah, they're handling glass. Damn. You got two guards averaging almost six rebounds, and you got a, a, a the point guards averaging eight assists. So it's like they they're doing everything, they just they're filling up the stats where you want to fill up the stats, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm averaging 50, almost 16 points, eight assists. I got my big man almost averaging a double double. I mean. That's kind of where you want to be, man, in college, in the pros down there. I mean, honestly. Um, yeah. But, I mean, they're doing it with minimal minutes right now, I guess, because they've probably been handling business so so easily. I mean, the one guy, like Neil said, he's averaging on 25 minutes, 20 and 8. Yeah, so. their center is averaging 17 points a game and 10 <laughs> rebounds, basically, in almost 22 minutes. Yeah, so he's doing they're it productive on both ends of the court. Doing it in a half and then before TV timeout. Well, JT, I think you made a great point <laughs> earlier. What what a great way to bounce back after a tough, tough loss from NKU and turn around and have a big, big win against a team that everyone thinks is going to beat us. For sure. Everyone, right? Everyone thinks that Arizona's going to win that game. Yeah, nobody is expecting the Bearcats to compete. Nobody. So, like, it, it, it's kind of right for them to – play very well like it's like to me I just think like no I mean I don't see the team having two bad showings in a row because I mean NKU game was a bad showing at least a bad half terrible half I mean but they but they burnt the tape I bet you they're not even watching that tape you know what I'm saying you're not watching that tape yeah. that's burn that's a burning tape game um score 11 points ish I mean I'm guessing if Arizona see, saw that I'm guessing they might be feeling themselves too kids seeing social media Oh yeah, they might be feeling themselves a little bit. I mean, they fourteen. I don't know who all they've have played already, but I mean, they haven't played anybody good yet. It's been blowouts. Yeah, so I was like, if Bearcats can jump out, the key is for them to jump out. I don't know if I'm jumping the gun on it. I'll just, I'll wait. I'll wait. I might be jumping the gun. Yep. Hold that. Hold that thought. Yep. I'm the Big O segment <laughs> is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. 
for friendly, expert tax advice whenever you need it. Come to Donahue Accounting Services, a leading accounting firm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Our top-notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahue Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513-528-3982 or visit DonahueAccountingServices.com. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxly. This is the Kenyon segment sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. This is where we cover the keys to the game. Now, JT, I want to start with you as always. What do the Bearcats need to do to win? All right, so I almost jumped the gun on this part. So Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. I definitely almost jumped the gun. So I'm back. I, I had to roll it back in because I got in a roll. But <laughs> they have to start off fast against Arizona. They can't come out and be down 10 quick. And then after losing, <clears throat> only scoring 11 points in the second half, and they come out within the first couple minutes or with, within 10 minutes and you're already down 10 points, it's – you can't have that. I think the morale, you put Arizona's back against the wall and it's a neutral, it's a neutral court. Like, so at the end of the day, they don't have a home. They might have some, some people that travel. We might have a few people that travel, but at the same time, it should be a neutral fit court and the Bearcats should be able to feed on that, but you can't allow this team that's already ranked better, feel like they're the superior team to get their confidence going, give them some doubt keep the game close or even have the lead. But if they have it close, I think they'll be fine and they'll start playing with more confidence. And then it'll be more doubt that creeps into the team that's supposed to, that's essentially the better team, which is Arizona. And then, you know, if you get close in the second half, it's all about execution. And what happens then? You got a few players that can, when they're on, carry this team and see what happens. And one thing, JT, that I would like to see, I'd like to see us get their starters in foul trouble early. Right. Mm -hmm. So that means us attacking the gaps, getting yeah. to the lane, throwing post feeds. And I think when you do that, that means we're not taking contested bad shots from the perimeter. And you talk about getting an early start, starting yeah. hot. I think a lot of ways is is getting to the, I'll never forget Michael Jordan. He always talked about in big games, his goal was to always get to the free throw line early. It wasn't scoring 20 points on perimeter shots, dunks. It was finding the gaps in the defense, getting to the hole, getting fouled, get to the free throw line, and kind of build that lather from there. I'd like to see that the Bearcat team kind of take that on, get to the free throw line. I think the Julius could have a big impact on this game from a standpoint of really breaking down those guards, you know, attacking the gaps. And then once you, once you attack the gaps, you're forcing – the other defenders that come over now, they're out of position, and you can get guys in foul trouble. So I'm really looking forward to that. Now, Neil, many people are worried that we will get blown out based on, obviously, the NKU game. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think we will get blown out? And what are some of the things that we need to do to keep us from getting blown out? Yeah, so honestly, I'm going to relate this back to last year. Everyone thought we were going to get blown out versus Illinois last year. Yes, and then they did. Look, look what happened in the Hall of Fame Classic. That was the game Mikey Saunders came off the bench and went five, I believe it was five for six from the field and put up 20 and had a good, I believe it was eight from the line. So, I mean, anything 
everyone knows on these neutral sites early in the season, anything is possible. But what I think they have to do is they, as JT mentioned, you have to get them in foul trouble early. And whether it's guys like Vic Landers or even Kalu or Josh Reed off the bench, if he's available there again, but obviously you got to go inside and you got to try to establish that foul trouble. But for them to really get, we got to get them into foul trouble. If we can get them into foul trouble early, because they have that mm-hmm. rotation of the five key starters that play 75% of their minutes, what it looked like through the first three games. If you can get them into foul trouble and you can really get the ball inside and establish that game in the post or whatnot, I think that's going to be the big key. You get them in foul trouble. But for us to stay in this game offensively, you can't come out slow. You can't come down 10 points in the first five minutes like they did at NKU. You can't come down. You can't let them hit a three on the first, I believe it was first three possessions at NKU that came down, hit a three on the first three possessions. You can't have that. Not versus a high-talented team versus Arizona where their two guards are averaging 16 points a game. Can't have that. You got to start out fast and you got to get to the basket and try to get something going offensively early. And you brought something up, Neil, that I, I totally forgot to bring up earlier, and that was I thought Josh Reed did well the NKU game. And yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do in a game like this. I know he's a freshman and he hasn't played very much, but he's not really on the scouting report for a lot of teams. So he might be able to sneak in there and do something. I, I really like what I saw versus NKU. And also, noting back on it, Sage Tolentino was dressed for the first time versus NKU as well, so – Look, to Arizona has the height, so maybe they throw Sage out there for a couple minutes and let him get some running, use his big height, try to get some mismatches in the paint. And they're back in uh, Hawaii. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure uh, everyone in Hawaii would like to see Big Sage play. Yeah, that'd be crazy if he gets to burn, burn Hawaii. That'd be pretty dope, actually. <laughs> and play well. Yeah, if he's going to come balling. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in there balling. That'd be pretty dope. The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Now, um, I want to tell you guys, um, I was texting with a friend of mine uh, yesterday. His name is Rem Bacamus, and uh, he is an assistant coach for Arizona. Uh, so I've known I've known Rem for, gosh, I don't know how many years it is now, maybe five or six years. So he was a walk-on for Gonzaga. So I've, I've known him since he was a walk-on with uh, Gonzaga. And so I just texted him. I said, hey, playing the Bearcats, man. I said, I wish I could be out there. And um, so we were just kind of catching up. And he, he told me via text that this Bearcat team is scary. And when they were breaking things down, I guess when we're good – we could compete with anybody. Like there are moments, what he was saying in Texas, there were, there have been moments in the games we've played early. Obviously he wasn't talking about it. Yeah, no, no, some, <laughs> some of the other games where we are as, you know, good as any team in the country, if we could bottle up that type of play. Now, listen, we're playing Chaminade, you know, some of the teams we were playing may not have, you know, been the greatest competition, yeah. but the potential was there. And so, and that kind of struck me when Rem said that. He said, man, this Bearcat team is scary. So, they are, there, there is some concern there from Arizona. And, um, and, and I think our, our hope is this basketball, this Bearcat team steps up and we do what we're supposed to do and we're competitive. And 
based on JT, and I want to take us to you. Based on where this program is right now, man, this game is very, very important, uh, and I think it's important on how we perform, win or lose. Yeah, 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 for sure. Very important, man. And we it might be a dead horse depending on like when people listen to me talk or stuff like that. Because um, Wes, I feel like he's only been here what twenty months essentially took over you know probably the not the worst but maybe one of the worst situations in bearcat history possibly right with all this stuff transfer portal yada 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 now going to the big 12 he's recruiting at a high level just think about the kids that are on the team right now that you're josh reeds your skillings tolentino you got you know, the kids coming next, you know, Jizzle coming next year. You got Ray Vine, a hometown kid, staying home, going to UC. Um, they have, but to keep the momentum going, a good showing would be right on time because you haven't, you haven't hit over that, like met the, I guess got to the top of the mountain yet, right? But if you go play against a top 25 team, show win or lose, long as you show you belong on that court, it is huge because you got to think about the Big 12 is a monster. Just think about it. The teams that are coming, the teams that are already there, it's no easy wins. Um, the teams that are getting seven wins in conference are going to NIT for sure. And damn near will probably be a 10 seed in the NCAA. It's just how good that conference is. And you have to – the lifeline of the, of the program recruiting, you have to show good so then you can keep moving forward. And I think just the Bearcats, alumni, people that cover the team, people love Bearcat basketball, man. Like, mm -hmm. people ask you about Bearcat basketball. I know the football team is great um, and have carried the weight the last X amount of years. But it's just something when the Bearcats basketball team is legit and can punch you in the mouth that just gives everybody Cincinnati pride. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. from a, your local store owner to some guy you just might bump into, let's say a Xavier fan. But you got the good banter back and forth, right? So I think they just got to show good, man, because they're going to play a, a ton of good teams no matter what this week. And if they can – Win a couple, but even if they lose, if they can just hold their own weight in every game and show that Bearcats basketball are they're scrappy and they can and they can bang with the big dogs, it just will be a step in the right direction, man. Just big step. And and I totally agree with you on the recruiting front because a lot of recruits are going to be watching this game. I know it's late in the evening. They're up, but they're up. Yeah. They're up and watch. Come on, man. This they're up. And it's I mean, Thanksgiving else? week. They're, they're up, up, baby. They're up. That's no, my, it's no my son. It's my son. It's an eighth grade. He said, man, he's off all week. This, oh, this, this, this week is about to be great. Like, these yep. kids are up, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going to be up. And they're, so. and they're watching. They're watching. And, and, and the, the, the great thing is, you know, in a game like this, let's say UC comes out, plays really, really well, wins the game. There are going to be some recruits out there that love that style of basketball and go – man, I want to go to Cincinnati. You know, yep. And that's happened in the past. Like I've had 
you know, players that I've had conversation with players that have come to UC that said they weren't even hip to UC until yeah. they watched them on national TV. Yeah. Kenny Satterfield is one of those guys. Yeah. He didn't know who Cincinnati was <laughs> until he watched a game on TV. It's crazy. And he's like, man, that's, I like that. I like, I like that. <laughs> so, you know, that's how important, you know, a game like this is. Yep. Uh, the, the Kenyan – the Kenyan segment keys to the game was sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota for all your Toyota needs, cars, trucks, and SUVs. Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota is ready to help you get into your new Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. And now on to the Twyman segment sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. This is where we, you know, we cover hot topics and for this particular podcast, the hot topic is Maui and potentially all these games we could play versus different competitions. We really don't know who we're, we're going to play outside of Arizona, but I'm telling you what, if we're fortunate enough to beat Arizona and Ohio State is able to get past San Diego State or the other way around, UC plays well but still loses to Arizona, Ohio State loses to San Diego State, we have a matchup with Ohio State. Um, that's going to be a fun game. Uh, that's definitely a game that I would be excited for. Ohio State is currently 3-0. and And I heard from several people that I know that are pretty big fans of Ohio State saying this is a very, very talented Ohio State team. Um, so I would definitely be looking forward to the Bearcats uh, playing Ohio State. Hopefully it's coming off of a win, you know, versus Arizona. Your thoughts, JT? For sure, man. It'd be the bat- a battle in Maui and I-75 connection, right? And they yep. do got some talent up there for sure. So I would love to see how the Bearcats hold their own. And what's crazy is a lot of recruits that the Bearcats want have offers from mm-hmm. Ohio State. So what better way to be able to, you know, like impress a recruit pressure fan base then you know beat arizona or playing very well against arizona getting to play your in-state uh nemesis and then beating them you know what i mean like i mean i, I think that would erase all of that nku oh. bad taste you know what i mean so it's uh yep. it, it maui could be either very good or very bad for the bearcats you know what i mean but it's more oppor- <laughs> but it's more opportunities to be very yes good how about that because if you if you're shy from competition then what you're playing for at the end of the day no matter what you want you want to play against the best i don't care if i'm losing by xyz i want i put my pants on just like you let's let's bang let's let's see what's going on and then see where i where i measure out see what i need to work on but that's where you need to be it's like um don't go playing little johnny's hopes classic when I'm, when I'm a D1 powerhouse too, like I just, we're just on down. We just not, we haven't been over the hill lately. You know what I mean? We just we building back up. And I like what West, what they got going on for West. And, and he just gotta, we just gotta go ahead and handle business. But you're in the right place, man, because this this is can be a very good week for the Bearcats, no matter what. As bad as last week was, this week can change how people think. I agree with that. And uh, Neil, in a second, I want to jump into some of the other teams that are in the Maui Invitational. But before I do that, I do want to give a shout out to three particular kids for, excuse me, I call them kids because I've known them for a long time, but young men that play for Ohio State currently that have local ties. Sean McNeil, 
uh, one of the guards for Ohio State. Uh, he played at Cooper High School in Northern Kentucky, went on to play at Sinclair, then transferred to West Virginia and played for Bob Huggins. And uh, now he's in his grad year uh, for Ohio State. And uh, Sean McNeil's a fantastic player, can really, really shoot the basketball. We better not leave him open. Uh, the other player is Bowen Hardman, who played at Princeton High School. Uh, Bowen, uh, I, I had a chance to interview him uh, during his senior year of high school. You talk about a fantastic kid that has been through uh, some tough times. His father suddenly passed away, um, and he had to, you know, play out his high school career without his father around, who was very, very influential. And um, Bowen, Bowen's going to be very, very successful, can shoot the basketball. I don't know how much he's going to play um, this week or this week in the Maui Invitational, but he's going to have a great career for Ohio State. And then Owen Spencer, who is about – he's about six foot nine now. He played at Turpin High School, went to the Citadel, and then he transferred to Ohio State. He's a junior. So three kids with, with, uh, with local ties at Ohio State. Now jumping into some of the other teams that are in the Maui Invitational, Neil, I want you to kind of take – uh, lead on this um, Arkansas, Louisville, Creighton, and Texas Tech. I, I'm not sure who we'll face, but any thoughts on some of those teams, Neil? Yeah, so Arkansas is one of those teams that we actually played last year. And all honesty, it's a game they should have won. Came That's down right. to the stretch and just couldn't couldn't get to it out. Came down to what the final two minutes or so, and that was it. And then look down, Arkansas is ranked ninth in the country right now, and they have one of the top freshmen in all the country in Jordan Walsh, who is actually where it's funny now. Uh, he's at Link, came out of Link Academy out of Missouri, where Tyler McKinley is now at. So Wes has ties with Link, but it's also th – this Arkansas team is probably going to be their best team they've had in a while. And Jordan Walsh is the real deal. I think he's like 6'9", 6'10". He can just do it all. He can shoot it. He can body you inside. So it's, that Arkansas team is going to be fun to watch. And obviously Creighton is always one of those teams to watch in the Big East. They've had very a very good amount of success in the recent years out there. And they also have – they're returning their point guards out there, uh, Creighton, between Nemhard and their other point guard. And San Diego State and Texas Tech, those are two other teams that have been on the rise the last few years. And obviously Texas Tech has really <laughs> taken over since I think Chris Beard's still down there. I might be wrong on that one. Chris Beard was actually down there. No, Chris Beard went to yeah. Texas. Yeah, yeah, he went, went to Texas. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he went to Texas. Yeah. He was at Texas Tech for Mac's year, Mac McClung's year, and then he went to Texas. Yeah, yeah. So Texas Tech is still one of those good teams. They're coming in ranked 23, 23rd in the country. And San Diego State's ranked 17th. So these aren't going to be, you know, easy, easy games. But, I mean, we saw it in the Hall of Fame Classic last year. And they showed they compete with both of those teams. They should have came out of that Hall of Fame Classic 6-0. And they suffered their first loss versus Arkansas last year. So they shown last year they were able to compete. So I think they'll be fine this year. And I think overall this is a great experience in my in my eyes. Great opportunity to really get your uh, feel out there as you make that transition to the Big Twelve. Now Louisville's also there, and Louisville is struggling. They're zero and three. And I think one thing we don't want to have happen is to play Louisville and lose to Louisville, who is. Just not played well at all. Now, there's going to be a time when Louisville turns it around, starts to play better. That coach starts to get in his recruits, but we do not need them to turn it around in Maui versus the Bearcats. We need to make sure we beat them. The Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. So, okay, let, let's talk about 
when this tournament is over, the Bearcats leave Maui. We'll start with you, Neil. What do you look at as successful, okay, with us leaving Maui? Number of games we win or, or just anything that you would like to see when we leave and say that was a successful trip? I think if you can get out of Maui with one to two wins for sure, obviously you don't want to get blown out, but say you fall day one to Arizona and then you could pull off the win versus Ohio State or even San Diego State and maybe get by that third third game and get two of the three out of this, I think that's a win. But even if you get one and you fall to these two teams, the two other teams, whether it's five to eight point range or even under 10, I think that's a success for this program. But I think if you keep it under, I think if you keep it under double digits for each game, I think that's a success, especially with five of these teams in the top 25. JT. Yeah, for sure, man. I think you, uh, have to I think one to two get wins like if you beat Arizona you're playing with house money I feel like I, them right now are playing they, they almost are playing with house money um I think because people I think are going to try to underestimate them but if they can beat Arizona or even play it tight you you beat Ohio State or um or San Diego. Diego State and I think they can beat either one of those teams for sure like even without playing like the breast game uh, the only team that I think like they can't lose to that's in this group is Louisville. Like you said, they can't let them mm-hmm. write their ship against them. Now, if they lose to Louisville, like <laughs> if you win a game or two, and then somehow you lose to Louisville, somehow and that gets mixed in there, that kind of that kind of makes the panic walls jump up. But everybody else that's here, they just compete. Um, I wouldn't mind still in a win. At least you at least got to get a win. Um, you want to win for sure, but if you can get two, two of the three somehow, um, that's you playing with how, and I don't care how you get it. If you can get two or three, I, I like it and don't get blown out any games. Yeah. yeah and if you guys I, look back on Louisville for a second, all their losses this year have been by one point. So they have lost <laughs> on buzzer beaters in all three games. So but, yeah, but they, they're all they've been against teams they should definitely they should definitely beat. Yeah, Bellarmine, yeah. Bright State, and Appalachian State. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah. Louisville. That sounds crazy that it happened, but uh right. it's rebuilt, super rebuilt. But uh, yeah, we don't we can't lose to Louisville. Like if we lose to yeah. Louisville, like people will probably yeah, probably people like in Clifton like going like crazy, doing stupid stuff. Like I mean people <laughs> stupid stuff in Clifton already, but it'd probably be like grown people doing stupid stuff in Clifton if they lose a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. is this 60-year-old man talking to this 18-year-old like that? You know what I mean? That type of stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? That type yeah, of stupid yeah. stuff. You feel me? I, I don't even know what that stupid stuff is, but it's just, I think it goes super laugh. They can't lose a little bit. But as long as they could just compete, win a couple games, at least one, but win a couple and they can't lose a little bit. As long as Louisville's not one of those losses and they're not getting blown out in any of these losses if they get any losses then so so i'm having i'm having the vibes um back to when i played you know we we had started off um when i was playing we started off the season okay and then we you know obviously fly off to the uh uh great alaska shootout 
and eventually um, beat Duke. Uh, the format of that tournament's a little bit, a little bit different. Where I think we play like uh, we played two games prior to playing Duke that we had to win, and with in that game versus Duke was late in the night, like I said, and no one thought we were going to beat Duke. Um, they had eight, eight pros from that Duke team, eight pros, um, and so I, I kind of have that same vibe in you know how UC's kind of rolling into this tournament. Um, Arizona's a really good basketball team. No one expects us to win. It's late at night. Uh, I think there's a lot at stake. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna step out there and say if if Landers does what he does, like you said, and 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 Juice, you know, sees the bright lights and turns it on, and, and some other guys step up, um, you know, I, I can see the Bearcats sneaking this game. I I really could. Um, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And then from there, like you said, we're playing with house money. Yeah, whoever we play, we just we you know we roll from there. But I think I think this Arizona game, man, is just it's just so important. Yeah, um, and I'm really hoping these young men and the coaching staff, you know, everybody kind of steps up. Yeah, like like I don't know, like to ramble a little bit more. Like I just feel like okay, like no disrespect to West Coast basketball, and some of these kids might not even be West Coast kids. I just feel like if the Bearcats. And come in there, impose their will, be physical. It's gonna take those guys a minute to adjust because they're not used to that yeah. kind of banging. They're more fin- I mean, it's more finesse on the West Coast. It's just that's just how it, it is. is. And it is. and I think if the Bearcats start off clean, t- take care of the ball, get easy shots. You, you play physical against somebody that doesn't like to play, play physical against. They're gonna foul. Are they gonna concede? And and now you're rolling. So I just think our style, if if we play right and make the shots, can be conducive to possibly be in trouble, some, especially for a team like Arizona. But I just think – I feel like, like where I would say, like, the physicality stuff is different is where San Diego State is a physical team. They're on the West Coast. They play, like, like – old Bearcats, they just can't shoot normally. <laughs> like, like me not doing mm-hmm. my, you know what I'm saying, not doing my research. Like, I don't know who they got on their team, but normally they play real physical. They have, like, the one guy, like, how when Mick Hat was there, like, you might have, like, they have the guy that's going to shoot a lot, like Kilpatrick or whatever, and then mm-hmm. you got to stop him, and then normally everybody else is kind of, like, just go hard. So that's going to just foul the mess out of you and dunk on you if you give them open lane. So that's the only, that's the one team that's the anomaly of, of like, West Coast, I think. Like, I feel like Every other one want to play pretty, and I think the Bearcats can play up and down, but I think they could be a little bit more physical to hopefully affect Arizona. Yeah, yeah you so know, I'm so actually looking here at <clears throat> another statistic on this Arkansas team, so they're ranked ninth in the country, but they're not – they don't have their best player. They had the number one recruit in the class of 22, and he's not even playing. He's out with a knee injury. So if they're ranked ninth right now and we can get that matchup versus Arkansas – that could, if they sneak that out, that's a big win. Yeah, well, getting past Arizona. Yeah, is, um, it's <laughs> yeah that's first. It's going to be first. tough. And, first. And, yeah, listen, tough. and listen, to, to what you said, JT, um, I, I think the, the only thing with Arizona, and I think they've – so Arizona recruits a lot of foreign guys. Yeah. So, you know, they, they do have a lot of foreign guys. I think they have a, a couple guys from – you know, the Midwest without having the, the yeah. roster in front of me. I, I do remember they have a couple Midwest guys. But I tell you what's happened to the uh, 
you know, to the league um, is when, when Mick Cronin comes to UCLA, he tries to put in place, okay, let's do a mixture of we need some yeah. of that banging out Midwest, you know, style yeah. of basketball. Yeah. And I think that's why he's been successful because he's taking that fast-paced West Coast finesse yeah. and mixing it with, you know, the best yeah. of, you know, Midwest style. So I think Arizona has seen that. Yeah, you know, yeah, true. You're right. You know, it's been a couple of years for Mick too. So that's that. That's definitely West Coast. I mean, not West Coast. That's definitely Midwest physical ball uh, for the most part. Yeah. A little West Coast on it. So you're right. It won't shock him as much because they're, they're used to wet. I mean, you're used to uh, Mick. So hopefully the Bearcats can just get out on them, and it doesn't matter. But you're right. Mick Mick definitely has a, a style that will say you need to have your uh you need to be strapped you need to be wrapped up you can't come out there you got a hurt ankle <laughs> and ain't wrapped and no. hurt elbow you better have that brace on you know what I mean? no question and the twyman segment is sponsored by 93 ways to mentor 93 ways to mentor is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in empowering youth in the greater cincinnati area through mentoring therapy education and financial support to support Visit the website 93waystomentor.com or contact Derek Adams at 513-310-1715. Now, fellas, uh, this concludes another great podcast. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors again, Taxley, Donahue Accounting Services, Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota, 93 Ways to Mentor, uh, Mio's. And, and we want to remind all the Bearcat fans out there to visit Mio's Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Now, fellas, uh, where are you guys going to watch the game? Are you going to be at the crib? Are you going to the bar? What are we doing? I know Neil's pulling up to the bar, so I'm not even going to ask him. We're going to talk about you, JT. I'll be at the crib, man. It's on ESPN, too, so that's, that's gravy. I'll be right in my living room. 11.30, probably had me a little drink in my hand, trying to uh, – I'm a night out, so I'll be good. But uh, okay. I'll be chilling, man, feet up. Hopefully the Bearcats don't make my blood pressure go up too crazy on the holiday. <laughs> we can <you> feel me. <laughs> I feel you. Neil, what bar are you going to? The crib at my house. Bro. I'll be just like JT, feet up, watching the game at home on ESPN2. No bar? Okay. No bar. Oh, man. I'll I thought you thought you'd be in the bar because when the when the Bearcats end up winning, I thought you'd be on top of the table, Neil, just turning up, doing the doing the gritty. You know? <laughs> doing the gritty Neil doing the gritty. I gotta see Neil do the gritty. Neil do the gritty. I don't can know about that gritty? one. Can I, I can do it, but I'm not gonna do it out in public. You go no, you do no. it better, you do it better than uh Jaseki and uh <laughs> right? No, I can do it better, better than Jaseki. All right, all right, bet. Uh, all right. I think I think everybody can. I hope uh Neil, have you practiced the gritty in your house by yourself before? Be honest. No, I have not. You've not been at home and just said, let me go ahead and try this to make sure I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I have not. I have not hit the gritty in my house before. I'm, su I'm super disappointed in that. Um, <laughs> very disappointed. Uh, fellas, we, uh, you know what? We got to get together and we got to go down to Mio's, man, pull up and, and hang out at Mio's soon. For sure, we do. Most definitely. We definitely do. I get the get the whole crew together here, so uh, um, do that very very soon. I know we've uh, we've got Thanksgiving coming up as well, so hopefully you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Um, eat a lot. I don't know what your favorite um, 
you know, plate is, what you guys get, JT. I'm sure you're – let me see. Can I guess what your plate is? Stuffing? It, no, I don't rock with stuffing, man. Okay, mac and I'm cheese. Picky. Yeah, mac and cheese for sure. Got to get mac and cheese. Yeah. Uh, you, you a ham guy? Ah, uh, ham is is it. Yeah, I, I got this. I got this yeah, down. Yeah, ham, ham for sure. Uh, little little sweet potatoes. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, oh, some sure. greens. Yes, sir. Oh man, I'm killing it, bro. Yep. <laughs> Let me stop. Let yes, me stop. sir. Yes, Neil, sir. Greens, Neil, baby. Yeah, what you pulling up with on the plate, Neil? I gotta go with the ham, the mac and cheese, the collard greens, and a oh. roll or a biscuit. You gotta Ooh. add to definitely a roll. Man. Neil's pulling, up to the, Neil's pulling up to the hood. Sitting <laughs> 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 the Richies. They got a Richies, got a Richie's uh three piece over there. No, nah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, Yes, sir. I, lo- I love it. Well, you guys have a good Thanksgiving. And the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast is presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more. Now, we will be back with a full recap of the Maui Invitation. Now, we're not going to do a podcast for every single game because the quick turnaround with the games but we'll do a podcast where we break down you know all the different games of the Maui Classic and then we'll also come back with a podcast preview of the New Jersey Institute of Technology game I just like saying that did I get that right yeah did I get that right that's a hell of a name for a college man isn't it (laughs) Hell of a name. And then he's got a basketball team. That's crazy. <laughs> and the New Jersey Institute of Technology features a Cincinnati native as well in Paul McMillan. True. Yes. That's yes. true. This we'll, is we'll true. Talk, we will talk about him a little bit. Great. Yep. A great, a very smart young man, too. For sure. That, kid, nah, he's a that kid's a, yeah, he's a he's a smart kid, man. He's gonna be very, very successful. Uh not only on the court, but but off the court even yeah. more, man. It's just He's he's into real estate and some different things mm-hmm. already Dang, as a, as a young up. man. So that's yeah, yeah up, he's man. he's he's impressive. So um, we don't have the dates on these yet, but we'll announce those soon of when we're going to do the Maui um, recap and then the uh, New Jersey Institute of Technology preview game. I just I it's just fun saying that. I just yeah. like saying New Jersey Institute <laughs> of Technology. So hey hey fellas, have a good yep. Thanksgiving. Enjoy enjoy your plates. Don't eat too much. Okay. For sure, for sure. Get on, get on, the, tre- get on the treadmill of the bike the next day. I okay? have to. Yeah, I, gotta, I <laughs> got, got to. to. Got to. There we go. And we want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Go Bearcats. <laughs>